one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Our group reconvenes this episode and finally decides on the fate of the prisoners. But with the task of getting out to the third and last part of this communication array also looming on the horizon, they have to figure out how to get everything done efficiently. Plans are laid out, sleep aids are administered, and gift baskets are prepared. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory prepare to enact their plan. You've all spent the morning and afternoon and even kind of pushing into early evening at this point. Going about your own business, seeing to things that you thought were important, answering questions, looking for things, helping people out around Lagan. But the time has come to meet back up and finally either make a decision on how to move forward Y'all meet back up at the first tree. At least the three of you do. And Molly. Fahura's still there. If you would like to get Rufus, they are probably still asleep, but could be woken up. If you'd like to get Adriel, she can find you. <laughs> and if there's anyone else that you'd like to be here for whatever reason, we can accommodate that. But at the moment, it is... That is the five people that are currently in the first tree. Nehemiah, you've kind of collapsed into your hammock. And mm -hmm. It's not nighttime yet, but you're like, it is nap time for sure. Yes. So you kind of snoozed off there. And as you are sleeping, you wake up to the sounds of Jory grumbling very loudly about something and then leaving back out the door. Jory, you just kind of went and put a sign on the elevator down to the area below the city and then stayed there yep. for a while. You're not waiting for anyone. You were making sure that no one else like goes down there. Maybe I'm mistaken. I thought somebody went down. In between oh, someone did go down. The elevator is down oh, there. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm but worried. You don't know who. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. You guys are not the only ones that go up and down. There, there are people who go down to salvage, on at least in the safer parts, on a fairly regular basis. Rufus has people that helps them look for things. But so it could be anyone. Hazard pay. And Smallrin, you had gone off to check on blinds again at the end of the day? All right. That sounds like me. 
Yeah. But as the sun starts to get low in the sky, you feel confident that all of your stuff is in order and head back to first tree, Jory, eventually. No one's coming back up for a while and you knew you had to meet your friends, so you all come back. Nehemiah, you're awake at this point. <sighs> Jory's grumbling having woken you up and the other two come back in. Molly was already here. Uhura was already here. And you're all <sighs> in the room together. Jory, what you got stuck in your crawl? Nothing. Why? Because you're grumpy and you're never grumpy. Oh, that's not true, is it? You're almost never grumpy. You are very... the least grumpy of the three of us. I beg to differ. <clears throat> Go on. I'd like to hear this. Smallrin, I am just going to say that I don't think stoic and chipper are the same thing. I'm just saying I am seldom actually grumpy. Fair. No one would ever be able to tell that. Precisely. Are your moods just really, really tiny? Like, if you're happy, there's like one freckle that looks slightly different. You're at like a Brex level of, you know, you just need micro-expression reading. Molly speaks up and says, oh, by the way, is there like a, a color code guide for Brex's... No, we just kind of pick up on it as we go. I don't think it. any of us have written it down. Yeah. Like, we just kind of, we, we get it. Cool. Yeah, okay. no, it, yeah, it just takes time. Noted. All right. You can usually figure it out by noting the actions that accompany the various colors. For example, attacking or turning into an amorphous force field. It's it's true. However, when the visor goes black, that's, a, that's pretty self-explanatory. Get away from that one. Yeah, I feel like that seems uh, like an issue. Either that or uh, Brex is asleep, maybe. It's tough to say. Do they sleep? I like to think so, but <laughs> that's just because I like to assume everybody's like me. <laughs> do, do sleeping Brex's dream of electric sheep? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <sighs> so, how's everybody doing? What do we need to do? Well, I was helping Rufus to collect some things, I guess, and taking a bit of a tour. And I'm very mm -hmm. angry at downstairs right now because it keeps supplying us with copious amounts of monsters and things like that for us to be frustrated at. And I got frustrated. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, um, so what about the rest of you? Any jolly old time? Hmm. I had a talk with Adriel about a couple of things and... We uh, also dipped, I also dipped on downstairs with Molly here. We actually, uh, we, we found something to be not so frustrated with. There's, um, I don't know what else to call it, like a little little space pup downstairs. It's, it's, it's like got the body of a dog, but it's like its head is space. <laughs> it's, it's like this weird energy orb with like stuff floating around it. Okay, yeah, so you did like say space puff? Pop, pop. Like a like a dog. Space pop. It's kind of like it was like four legs. Mm-hmm. And then muscular. it had like a thing, like a planet with like stuff floating around it. I think it was biomechanical though. Yeah. 
best we gathered is uh, like there was a bunch of them down there, and they used to work on the you know whatever this the satellite, the dish, whatever it was. Um, but uh, its name is E two two five. It's a good name. Yeah, d- downstairs we must have just missed each other. Yeah. What got under your skin? <laughs> I've seen them before. I think it's called the machine eater. It's very large. It likes to come up mm-hmm. unexpectedly through the floors. It's very good at tearing through walls and things like that and then eating you. Oh. Actually mechanical. Maybe just... I. But you're not, so you should have been fine, right? Maybe I was making clicking noises, but I also had Bot-Bot with me, which... Um... Oh! Yes. Bot-Bot okay? Bot-Bot's okay. But, um... All right. Yeah, so that's my frustration. I'm sick of people threatening very cute little bots that follow me around. Speaking of which, where's Blue? It's Blue around. <laughs> Blue, at one point, kind of stopped following you and kind of just, like, sat down in the corner in the first tree. Mm-hmm. So they're here, but for whatever reason, hasn't followed you around a whole lot in your exploits Hmm. around town. Hmm. Interesting. I was able to gather what we would need for any potential use of herbs or hallucinogenics or poisons, depending on what choice we make today. I also went down below surprised none of us saw each other it's odd how that happens <laughs> you all went to different parts and it's a very large it's a large yeah, complex but there's only one door <laughs> yes <laughs> but we only need to miss each other by like a, a couple minutes that's yeah. true that's very true but I did find a directory of sorts I don't know how useful it will be but perhaps once we have the array up and working it will give us some idea of other places that we're communicated with that'd be handy I feel like we need to make some kind of a pact like if we get everything going again and then the world like implodes then there's one of two things that we can do either we can band together even tighter as a group and uh and defeat whatever it is that is causing the bad things or we can just say that we're never going to speak of this again and all walk in separate directions I just think we need to get on the same page with whatever that's going to be I think if the world implodes we're not going to have much to worry about I was going to say if you're talking about like ushering in the 10th world here that's kind of a non-issue I doubt that we'll survive it Jory Okay, well, yeah. Or were you just talking about, like, our personal world? Um, I was I was being more broad strokes, like, if something very bad happens. Let's put it that way. I was being over-exaggerative. I just figured we should probably figure that out in the moment. I ain't trying to predict the future or nothing. I could not have told you anything that was going to happen back at that last site, let alone what's going to happen at the next. I've also just sort of assumed that very bad things happening is just another Tuesday. Mm. So let's be honest. There have been a lot of 
questionable and bad things that have happened. And a lot of questionable and bad Tuesdays. So, I guess that just takes us to what's next. I think you have some decisions to make about what you're doing with those prisoners. I forget, have we actually hallucinogenic them yet? Nope. Okay. If that's the route you want to go, we can make that happen. If you want to stave off your decision-making for a little bit longer, we can put them to sleep. I don't want to kill anyone, and my opinion's not going to change, so... It's got to be something else we can do. There is something else we can do. Adriel indicated to me that they are not going to be... The purpose of their mission is not going to have be affected at all by coming here. Um, very long story short, this uh, for what Serratus needs this uh, would want this place for. There's uh, uh, there's no value for him. So we don't got to worry about that. I am worried about him. Not uh, about him getting all flustered and deciding that this is useful for other things, but that's just kind of where my head is sitting. Having also in my time worked for megalomaniacal crime lords, they can't always be trusted to know what will actually be useful to them. Sometimes they just hear power and can't see anything else it's kind of my concern I would perhaps suggest that if we do not and I use we very broadly because I am perfectly willing to kill somebody if we do not want to kill them that we give them the sleeping mixture that we have settled upon any maps or notes they may have on them, we destroy any mention of Lagan, and we leave them somewhere as far away from us as we can, to wake up when they will, in a structure that will keep them reasonably unharmed, and allow them to go about their day. I don't hate that. That sounds go, all right to me. Go about their day, like, or do you just mean their life? Like, you talk about building a prison somewhere. No, like setting them up like at an oasis or something, someplace oh. relatively safe. That way, when the when the drugs wear off and they wake up, they just don't know where they are. They don't know where they are, but they've got enough supplies to make it to somewhere that might keep them safe. Maybe they won't ruin that place. Maybe. Um, There's a couple of places kind of like that around. Um, I know I'm not thoroughly versed in all of the stuff that's around here, but those, you know, little groves, like the one that you found them in, um, aren't unheard of, and there's some ones that are a little more safe than others. Uh, Yeah. Set them up in a little fenced off area so things can't get to him or something. Give him a couple of days worth of supplies and any any notes that they have, anything like that. Lagam or not, shred them. Yeah. 
I'm on board. And then perhaps a note pinned to a tree with a blade. A <laughs> little bit of blood, fake or otherwise, that just says, don't come back. That seems really extra. <laughs> Hi, this is Small Wren. <laughs> I guess I should have seen that coming. Again, don't hate that either. Gets the message across. Folk like that, you gotta sometimes make it a little explicit. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like us as a group, though. But again, maybe that's me being selfish. But what's to stop them from coming straight back or to going somewhere else and saying, hey, this is over here? Or do you think they'll be discombobulated enough? Not I mean, go? this is th that's the risk of letting them go at all. Yeah. But also, getting rid of the maps and notes and things helps lessen that chance. Not doesn't eliminate it, but it lessens it. Yeah. And if uh, we just give them a general heading of uh, towards civilization, some other city, to say, hey, this city is this direction, good luck. They don't know exactly where we are. It'll at least be a pain in the butt to try and find us again. Okay. Or, Jory, you can take a nice little picnic out for the day, and while you're gone... Things might happen, and when you come back, we won't have to worry about them anymore. Now, if we weren't already having this discussion when you brought that up, maybe I wouldn't be too suspicious, but now you've kind of given the game away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you don't want to be involved, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that getting rid of them isn't the best option. <sighs> I've heard things as well. Scavenger mercenary here. Hi, my name is Molly. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Hi, Molly. <laughs> There's a lot of information that we collected, and granted, I wasn't the, the face of our our operation, but information was kind of passed down a little bit. We started at the Ogarek, but if that didn't pan out, we were planning on heading a little farther southeast. There's a, apparently uh, a place called the Lambent Fields. It's just a huge... Wasteland's the wrong word, but like... Something must have happened there at some point because it's incredibly rich in Numenera, but it takes a lot to dig it out. Like, a lot to dig it out. They, they send teams, sometimes they don't come back. Um... There's a lot of people kind of vying over the stuff that's there. There's a city called Pakala that is kind of like claimed jurisdiction over it. But that's where we were planning on heading next. Um, maybe we send him that way. That's a good idea. Pretty big city from what I understand. Not, not anything as big as what's in the Steadfast, but compared to what you find in the Beyond, it's... Mm pretty large, so it would give them a chance for survival as well as maybe a chance to find something that would keep them off our butts. Yeah. I'm about that. That's a good idea. Distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think that'll work. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's something between here and there that we can drop them off at place that's a little safer than just putting them out in the open. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that would be, but we could find something. 
Well, we could just leave them out in the open. I feel like that defeats the purpose of not killing them. Mm, does it, though? It gives them a chance. It is less direct than just killing them. I'll say it's not very sportsmanlike, but if you don't want to get your hands dirty. I mean, how about this? Let's not put ourselves way too far out on this. They know what they should have coming. So let's do this. Let's knock them out. We'll give it maybe four hours towards... What was that city's name again? Pakala. Pakala. We'll go ride for the afternoon and evening towards Pakala. If we find a spot that's out of sight of here and out of sight uh, and, you know, we can sufficiently kind of scramble them around a bit, we leave them there. If not, at the end of those four hours, we drop them off wherever we are and uh, leave them with the note saying, hey, this is where you're going to go. But... I'll be very honest. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be a full day. A full day? If they can get back here in an afternoon, they mm. will. You're not wrong. Oh, that was my thought. I just don't... One, I don't want to have to worry about your dr drugs uh, being a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't. I, I don't want to have to lean too hard on those because I know you leave stuff like that sitting in the system too long like you we, we might as well just take care of them how long were we because we had talked about giving this to them and like it it gives them a certain amount of time asleep how long is that supposed to last I forget you figured out you could do it up to a week oh wow yeah so that's kind of the point you worried any longer than that and they would perish yeah all right a few days we could you know give give it a day's ride set them up somewhere and have them dosed enough for like three days mm -hmm. and so two days later they wake up in a weird place minimum 12 hours then yeah. 12 hours no longer because I, 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 I don't want to keep people away for too long I don't want that whether that is us or somebody else mm -hmm. I don't want them to be worrying about it too long but Minimum 12 hours, maximum 24. After that 12-hour mark, just keep riding. First place you see, ditch them and start riding back. I think that sounds like a good idea. I will also say, at some point, we do need to ride out and find the next part of the relay. Yeah, that's well, the other why I was kind of couching things and maybe not us. Because we got to get moving, too. Much as I would like to spend, a, you know, a solid week or month here, just feet up, doing the normal uh, Lagam things. Well, my thought was also, if we need to leave as well, we can drop them on the way. Vakala's kind of, he looks up and, like, does the I'm thinking face while looking at the ceiling. Vakala's mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, still south east of here, but if I remember correctly, the directions you have are southwest. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Depending on how far it is we need to go, we could just travel. We don't have to put them directly on the path. We could just drop them off on the way southwest and say, hey, you're gonna go that way. I wouldn't mind taking them farther if that's the case, if we can go on the way. I don't mind putting them far off, you know. 
I want to get him out of the way, and I want to give him something to go for. I don't need to make it convenient for him. All right. So yeah, that'll work. Two birds, one stone. I mean, we can either take them with us, and that'll be fine, and we can, you know, send them the other direction. We can head due south for a day and then head right on the straight and narrow, or we can send somebody towards that direction with them and have somebody else take care of it. Dio could do it, but... I think due south for a day might do mm-hmm. it, and then leave okay. them and go our way. Yep. We will, of course, want to cover the track leading from where they are back to Lagan, and probably mm-hmm. the track of where we've gone. Sure. Sounds good to me. Fahura's just kind of been sitting there listening for most of this. You know, it feels weird to say I'm proud of you, because <laughs> I feel like that's something you'd say to a child, and that's definitely not a single one of you. But I'm proud of you. Does that count? <laughs> Thank you. Does it count? Does it count if Tavern Mom says she's proud of you? I'll Tavern take it in the spirit Mom. that you've meant. Everything and Tavern Mom says counts. If there's something you want someone here to take care of, uh, like you said, Nehemiah, I'm sure Dio could do it. I'm also sure Adriel wouldn't bat an eye at it. You could probably convince Brex to go. Mm, I just don't want to leave this place undefended. That's fair. It wouldn't be long, though. A day or so. A lot can happen in a day. Not saying it can't. I can fight, though, you know. I'm... I'm no Dio, I'm no Nehemiah, but I can hold my own in my own way. I don't doubt you. I didn't get out here without my without some sort of skill. Yeah, fair enough. But as we're traveling anyway. So yeah, we're thinking due south a day, drop them off no more than a day and a half south, and then go from there. I think that sounds reasonable. All right. Let's plan on leaving tomorrow then. Small Ren, you want to... Administer it tonight, then? I think that sounds wise. How do we do it? Put it in their food. Food? Hmm. Alright. Actually, no. They'll be wary of the food. Put it in their water. Hmm. Whatever's easiest to mask it. And then we'll load them up first thing in the morning. Whenever Smallrin and Farhura... I forget, did we already mix it up, or do we still need to do that? No, you have not okay. mixed anything up. You guys planned it out, mm-hmm. but you have not actually put anything together. You are waiting for official decision before moving forward with it. Given the ingredients involved, I'll have to wait and see, once it's mixed, whether I think it will need to be masked in food or if it will be able to be put in the water without suspicion. It won't work as well if they know what they're ingesting. They'll fight it. Let's get to that then. A couple things to, to plan out. 
I'm not going to make you all actually, like, go through the process of that. Mm-hmm. Logistics session. Nah. nah. We can do an 80s montage. <laughs> Essentially, that that's what it'll be, with less upbeat music. <laughs> Very dour music. Or. Or. Or super upbeat music. <laughs> Have you considered? Have yeah. you, Maya, just a mortar and pestle. Have you considered Don't Stop Me Now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Having a good time. During that time, is there anything that Nehemiah or Jory you would like to do? It's okay if the answer is no. Not really. Um, Nehemiah honestly probably alternates between laying in the hammock and pacing. Alright. Jory? I think I'm making. I'm making blindfolds or something. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> play a hand of assistance in this situation that's somehow less deadly, sure. but still discombobulating. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. What makes people dizzy? Because I'm going to put out tea that can make people dizzy and just things like that. That's what pop them down someplace. I don't know. <laughs> you, you feel that you could get some herbal additives to your to your Ben Bane mm-hmm. to maybe like upset stomach are we going to leave them a little gift basket for when they wake up I think I am I think that's my idea <laughs> is it's it's kind of like slowly developing very low tier low key home alone style traps to keep them occupied as long as possible I would also like to flash back to the number of times in the past that Jory has offered fruit as some sort of offering to uh, to people. In fact, we have an episode <laughs> named Fruit is My Coping Mechanism. And it's about to be theirs as well. <laughs> fruit basket. Nothing could be wrong with that. Smallroom does take time out of her concocting to point out that since we're going to be knocking them out with their food, they might not trust any food we leave for them. But, I mean, maybe they'll think, okay, it's not possible for them to be that diabolical twice. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to leave the fruit basket out so you all can do what you want. Some people choose poison, I choose fruit. Smallrin would like to lean over to Farhura and say, She won't take it well coming from me, but perhaps someone su- should suggest that a beautifully calligraphied note would perhaps ease their fears. It'll give her something to do. Right. <laughs> Let's montage this. Smallrin and uh, Farhura work that out. As uh, Farhura does go over, she does mention that maybe you leave them a nicely penned letter uh, of some sort, Jory. <laughs> you do that for her. Uh, helps Smallrin do that. And then Molly says he's going to go around town and see if he can find a cart because you're going to need something to transport them with. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to look for that. I do forget exactly how many of them are there at this point. There are four. Okay. There were five. No longer. That's not terrible. Nils. Nils. Sketchy dude. So Molly goes to find a cart or a wagon of some sort, some sort of transport, something. 
and Nehemiah paces. At one point in the montage, Nehemiah does end up in the kitchen, gets a little bit of the stuff on his hand, goes to lick it off, and then for her smacks his hand away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you don't want to not that one. Uh, oh. That's what Oh. Oh. Okay. Go wash your hands in oh. the basin. Yeah. But right. smell it first and tell me if you think that that can be masked in food. What kind of food? What does it remind you of? Some kind of nut. Interesting. For her Maybe what? Maybe like a like a like a like a crusted chicken or something like that. Mm, too fancy. Maybe a little too fancy. Yep, I was just thinking. Just thinking. We'll figure something out. I have full full faith. Washes his hands. <laughs> Goes back to pacing. Jory starts putting together a care package, a fruit <laughs> basket, a a welcome wagon. <laughs> welcome to the woods. <laughs> I sure do. Welcome to my scavenger hunt. My my, oh my punitive scavenger hunt. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Yes, we're right back where we started. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag accidental saw. What kind of stuff are you putting in here? Uh, you said kind of Home Alone style stuff, like just prank kind of stuff. I feel like whatever's going to keep your brain moving the most. So maybe I'll have two sets of things like, oh, here's two, I don't know, two peach plums. And, and they're, um, one of them has a sleeping like dip it and the other one is is normal see if you can figure out which and and uh okay i'll put like a crossword in there and then i'll do like a i'll do some treasure no i'm gonna do some treasure maps i'm gonna like pretend like i know the area and like put different x's and places i was gonna say like more like multiple conflicting maps might be exactly that's yeah that's the idea i don't know why I feel like that's just as bad as what everyone else is doing. <laughs> Here, we're going to put these people to sleep and then leave them with some supplies so that they can go somewhere else. And then Jory just and starts playing Jory's... mind games. <laughs> Jory's operating on a whole nother level. I'll put like nice things under the X's, like some bread, you know, something to keep them going and just maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, if they get irritated enough at what we've done to them, they won't want to come back. Smallrin, I will give you the choice. Do you feel that it can be masked in water or food? Once everything is finally mixed together, it seems to be the addition of Jory's like sweet dreams pills that does mm. it, but it's suddenly very close to odorless which Smallrin takes as a good sign uh she's not going to taste it but she would assume that it is going to be uh maskable in water so to be safe she does add a couple drops to some of the food just to be on the safe side but most of it goes into the water because they can avoid eating the food but as long as we've had them locked up they probably are going to want the water sure Sure. Put it in their supplies, the food and water, and the meal is delivered to them. Dio does find a cart. It's like a little, like, hover cart. has, like, a little, it, like, a line that can be attached to a neen. Not, wouldn't be big enough to have four people comfortably sit in and, and travel in, like, awake and, and moving around. But if you kind of just, like, lay them down in the bed of this hover wagon, then 
it would be perfectly passable to transport them that way. Perhaps if we wrap them as if they were corpses, so no one who we encounter thinks to ask questions. Honestly, I was thinking we could just like pile some of our, like throw a blanket over top of them and then pile our supplies on top. Like if they're not moving around and we don't do too much on top of them, they should be fine. It's less maudlin than wrapping them up like corpses, because why would we be dragging corpses across the grasslands? To give them a ritual burial somewhere that mattered to them. Yeah, I think we could just, like, cover them up <laughs> with some stuff. I think that'll be <laughs> fine. Um, we're leaving first thing tomorrow, then? Reckon so. Seems to make the most sense at this point. No need to keep lingering around here. I think Rufus has the situation with our... Uh, uh, robot friends taken care of and we can get moving on where we need to go. Molly, you want to come with us on this one or you want to stay here? And I'm coming with you. Alright, good stuff. I don't have much else for me right now, so... Fair enough. Might as well. Ah, well, you're welcome to it. Nehemiah would go and talk to Rufus to let them know that we're going to be taken off. Make sure every they've got everything that... You know, make sure they found our respective gift, gift baskets <laughs> that we left for them. You go back and Rufus is up and about now. A little groggy, mm. but working and mm -hmm. focusing on things. Kind of moving in and out between their indoor workbench, kind of near their living quarters, and their outdoor workspace mm -hmm. by the orb. Nehemiah! Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Was it... D did you all get things for me? Apparently we all did. Uh, we all went down to different parts, just kind of of our own accord, and managed to find a couple of things. Were they the right ones? It, yeah, yes, they, they were. It, it looks like someone worked a little more on my schematics, and and all of the things on my list that I needed to fix them worked, and then someone even brought me... The bio-circuitry that I was looking for to maybe help out with reprogramming them. Think that was Jory? I think that was that Jory that found right. that. Yeah. Um, so two things. One, apparently downstairs, not super great for bot-bot. So don't take oh. that. Yeah, apparently there was something down there that tried to eat. I mean, clearly he's fine. You doing alright, buddy? And bot-bot is kind of like hiding, but just kind of like... A little sheepish? Uh, yeah, a, a, a little skittish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something something almost got him down there, so if you end oh. up going back down, maybe leave him up here. And two, um, also, I found another sentient being down below. I feel um, like those are just popping up all over the place. It certainly seems that way. But yeah, it's, um... Little space pup. I don't know. It's got like, looks like a dog, but it's got like a head that, instead of a head, it's got like an energy orb with stuff floating around. I, anyway, its name is E225. Um, it might be drifting towards a grief steely situation, so we should probably Ooh. look into getting it up and out here at some point. Um, it wanted to stay down there for a while, but um, might be worth you going down or sending a few folk down. Take take a group with you because it's dangerous down there, but um, worth checking in on. And I'd describe where its location is. Sure. How's this going? 
Uh, pretty well, actually. Um, I I think I can get uh, the the one that's broken at least uh, repaired, uh, probably by sometime tomorrow. Cool. Do you all want me to reprogram these? I think that would I, be. I can try. I think that would be best. And Smallrin appears behind Nehemiah. <laughs> Why? I needed to talk to Rufus as well. Oh, fine. I. Yeah, if if you think you can do it and it's not going to cause trouble, go for it. My, I want to tell you, I caution because we're taking off first light tomorrow. Are you heading off to the uh... last array? Yep. Okay. Um, okay. we're going to take the prisoners with us. We're going to drop them off uh, about a day south. Send them off another direction. We're going to go the opposite direction. Clear our tracks for a little while and. Uh, Sun help us. Uh, we won't be uh, seeing them anytime soon. All right. I I, I trust your decisions. <sighs> Thank you. But so whatever you decide to do, and we trust yours as well for what that's worth. So whatever you end up deciding to do and how you decide to do it, stack with caution because we're not going to be here to be able to put these things down if they need to go down. I, I think, I think Brex can, can handle it if, if they do. Here's helping. And and if not, then I I fought once or twice, a couple times. I'm sure you did. I did. I know. <laughs> I was agreeing with you. And before we go, Rufus, I think it might be best as the. Automatons that are standing seem to view me as their current commanding officer. I would like to let them know that while I am leaving, you will be in charge. Well, that seems like a lot of responsibility. It's less responsibility than it is making sure there is someone here that they will listen to. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, that's that's fine. All right, and maybe it'll be better that way so that they'll be around when I get this one up and working. Well, they can't enter inside the force field around Lagan anyway. They won't get in your way, but if you need to interact with them, I would rather they saw you as an authority figure. I, I think, I, I, in looking at the notes that you left for me, it, I, I assume they were you. It looks like your handwriting. You think they can be reprogrammed with sound? I believe so. This one was completely disabled by the sound waves. I think that it's not unreasonable to believe that sound is the way to perform a more delicate reprogramming. That's a good idea. We have an amplification device. We do. And they kind of like... A conversation just kind of cuts off and they <laughs> go back to their notes and start like scribbling things away like completely focused on task at this point and if, if you guys like like oh you know if, if you're gonna head out and they just kind of go mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and wave like very <laughs> distractedly barely noticing that you're yep that sounds about right the rest of the day passes you sleep soundly or restlessly, depending on 
your mood and energy levels. Morning breaks. And first thing, Nehemiah, as you wake up in your hammock, you see Adriel sitting in the first tree, talking in hushed tones to Fahura. Mm-hmm. And you come out of kind of like the back room area that you've set up. Nehemiah. Hey, Adriel. Fahura. They're asleep. Huh? They're asleep. Your prisoners. Good. Thank they're you. They're asleep. Good. Officially. Good. Mm. Whether by the food or the drink, either way, it's been taken care of. All them soundly out. Good. We'll be getting them out of our hair as soon as we can. Let me know if you need anything from me. Otherwise, I will simply de- be doing my normal rounds. Just keep this place safe and, you know, be ready for another shift. We're going to be hitting another array here soon. Noted. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. And she takes uh, what looks like a to-go cup from Fahura. <laughs> Adriel takes her cup of hot liquid and walks out the door feasibly to do some sort of patrol. You go to the makeshift prison and open up. Everyone in there, the four people left, are either in beds or kind of like slumped back on a chair, wherever they ended up kind of succumbing to the sleep. All breathing vitals are perfectly fine. Slow breath. Decreased heart rate, but not to the point of it being dangerous. It's simply as though they are in a very deep slumber. And you carefully pick them up, place them in the cart, cover them with a a, a tarp to hide them, but also protect them from the elements. Mm-hmm. Gather up the supplies for her as kind of figured out the the course of action here and has made like haversacks for you all to take with you with supplies and rations and the like. I would like to say that Smallrin also makes sure that she has on her several small vials of the uh, sleeping mixture just in case anything were to happen if we get delayed on the road or for some reason one of them wakes up. So she does have uh, in her poison kit she has set to one side four small vials of the sleeping mixture. Perfect. Anything else before you head out? Otherwise, you mount up and head on your way. Thank you so much for listening to episode 49 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website is where you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our network Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank our patrons, Eistier Brewing, Christina, and Tyler for their continued support. If you'd like to help support us in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, 
Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And our network, Ghost Lake Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghost Like Media production.